There? We are. Ooh. I'll put it down. <laughs> Welcome to Logan Street Restaurant. Thanks for coming out, everybody. Beautiful fall afternoon. We have some exciting things to feed you tonight. We have some delicious drinks on hand as well. We are doing our fall dinner series with the Modern Eater Show. We have Brian Friedman and Greg Hollenbach are going to be your hosts tonight. Uh, we're really excited to have you. It's the fourth day that we're doing this, four out of five days, so they're really in tune with what's going on. Uh, they got everything dialed in, so we are going to be having a fun night, and it's going to be delicious because Scott Hibbeneth, the chef from Angelo's Taverna is going to be feeding you his five-course meal. He's been, working <laughs> He's been working hard on this meal since Monday. <laughs> and so we're really excited to have him on board. And I know that Scott is no stranger to wine dinners. Uh, and we were talking about this the other day and his excitement and anticipation of this event. And uh, he's really got some nice tricks up his sleeve for you tonight. So not to really build it up too much, but uh, tell him what you got going on today. Wait, well, without further ado, we need to do this. Oh, the chef yeah. is here tonight. Chef Scott Hibbeneth. Yes, let's hear it. <laughs> Eric Hyatt, Mr. Hospitality. I love this man. Let's hear for Eric Hyatt as well. Uh, Brian, this whole staff and crew here, Logan Street Carboy, they're amazing. Here they are. Let's hear it for these guys as well. Yes, thank you. Getting better every night. Uh, we're going to start bringing food out to you as we do some introductions and tell you what you can expect tonight. Uh, first of all, how many of you have been to a Modern Eater dinner before? Oh my goodness, this is great. Welcome back. Thank you guys for coming back. Uh, the rest of you, hands up. You haven't been here before? Here's what you can expect. Yep, you're in for a treat. You are in for a treat. We, we stream everything live. We're on Facebook, YouTube right now. The Modern Eater Facebook page, our Instagram. Please like us, and we would appreciate that. You can watch the show tonight. If you put it on your table and you, you can watch the streaming, you can chime in. Any questions or anything you want to participate with, please. This is about community. And the, take pictures and share. And Hashtag fall and, dinner series. Fall dinner series, yep. absolutely. Okay, so lots of pictures, lots of community. Here's how we roll this out. We, it's kind of like a dinner show. So what we do is we have the purveyors here with us for dinner or over a Zoom call. And what's really fun about this is because we want everybody to, co to connect. In a world of social distancing and physical distancing, these types of dinners really bring us all back together. It completes that loop of an experience, and Chef, you can, testify to this. When was the last time you've been outside cooking and serving, community, chef's table experience? It's been a little while. It's been a while, yeah. So that's what we're going to do. I want to show you a video of how fresh is fresh. This is a video that Jay Parker, our production manager, took just a, a day ago. How long ago? Two days ago? One day ago? Yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday, here's a video. Roll that video if you would. This is Kermit Krantz dropping off the fresh trout from Frontier Trout Ranch. Go ahead, guys. Here we are. Kermit France, Frontier Trout Ranch. Kermit, when were these fish harvested? Uh, just about 6.45 this morning. We put them on a nice water bath like this. That way it euthanizes them legally, and it keeps them from getting bruised on the bad roads. And about time I take them to Shamrock or here, they're just about euthanized. 
All dinner series, you guys. We're at Logan Street and Carboy Winery. This is some fish for tomorrow night, the Friday night. Chef Scott Hibbenit, Chef Rebecca Weitzman. What's that? Wow. Now this is how you do it. This is fresh. This is Colorado. This is how you do Go it. We don't just stop there. To see a ton of awesome Colorado food and beverage, baby. Fresh ingredients, Colorado, that's what we're all about. We don't just stop there. What we do is we bring you, who knows where Swatch Colorado is? You know where Swatch Colorado is? Awesome. Mm -hmm. So uh, just outside the San Luis Valley, in the San Luis Valley, um, nestled up uh, uh, the San De Cristos, right? Yep, right in that beautiful th three little valley, three little mountain valley. It is a trout ranch completely, and this is Kermit Krantz from Frontier Trout Ranch, Chef where Chef. Chef, come over here. Let's talk fish with Kermit. Let's have you had fish. the Have you uh, had the opportunity to meet Kermit yet? I have not yet. Here it is, Chef. Here's Kermit Krantz. Nice to meet you, Kermit. Kermit, can you hear us out there? <laughs> it's kind of a meeting. It's like a really <laughs> awkward first date. <laughs> I like it. Oh, Kermit, how are you? Good really, to see you. I really like your fish. And I'm doing great. Thank you. Let's talk about, first of all, tell the folks what they're dining on right now. We'll dig in and then we'll talk to Kermit. So this first course has been, um, I've done riffs on this for many years. There's a, really, a backstory about a Montana fishing trip where we had caught a bunch of fish. We were not about to spare any space in our cooler to keep the fish overnight. So we left them next to the fire to kind of smoke slowly as we were sitting there that night. Um, in the morning, sauteed some potatoes, um, some veggies in there topped it with a fried egg and the smoked trout, and um, hence this dish was kind of born. It has evolved and gotten better and more refined. I'd have to tell you, this is probably the most refined it's ever been in its day. Um, so you have the smoked Frontier Ranch trout. Um, there are Yukon Gold potatoes mixed with some roasted poblano peppers. Um, there is a sabayon sauce on there, which is a whipped egg sauce, and then topped with some micro cilantro. And then there's also some guanciale on the dish. The guanciale is from Corner Post Meats down in Larkspur. Um, this has been curing in my curing chamber down in Littleton for the last three months. So we busted it out today for you guys. So yes. again, super local stuff, brings the whole dish together. So enjoy. That's fantastic. Thank you, Chef. Chef Scott Hibbenith. Um, Chef, ask him about what's going on down there at Frontier. With the fish, huh? Yeah, what's happening down there? Tell us about Frontier Trout Yeah, Ranch. tell us about the trout. Kermit, tell us oh, about I'm the sorry, trout. I didn't hear you guys. Sorry. He's, he's wanting to eat right um, now. We're Colorado's only producer of trout for the food market. We raise uh, fresh rainbow trout and other varieties. We um, Our water comes from a deep artesian well, so we know what's in our water as opposed to also what's not in our water, so we know the exactly pure, clean. We feed them a high protein fish food and then we supplement their diet by raising crawdads and snails and other aquatics to make sure that we get a really good premium quality trout. A lot of people have poo-pooed fish farms for years but fish farms are the savior. You know we feed our fish about 1.12 pounds of fish food and we get a one pound fish so we have high efficiencies of protein. We also know that where our fish come from are pure and clean. Our fish are sushi grade because we are a controlled environment. 
And a lot of people, like I said in the past, have poo-pooed fish farms, but we've really, you know, proven to people that fish farms are the future. If you take, you know, like most farmers, we're very proud of our farm. We want to make sure that our quality product is there for you as a consumer to make sure that you get the best product there is. Well, and, and Kermit, tell people, because people poo-pooed the fish farms is because they were not getting good food. They were getting basically dog food back in the day, and you've changed that model. You are doing really progressive things with your food, and tell people about that. Well, what we did was we looked at the fish farm model, and we started seeing it as a commodity. We said, no, don't be a commodity. Don't try to be yourself to everything and try and discount yourself. Get a very good premium quality product. And that's what we do. We raise our fish with pure water, great food. We supplement their diets in the this time of year uh, with uh, salamanders and crawdads and snails. We don't give them antibiotics. And if we have any type of disease, we don't use only natural type of an antibiotic, which is salt. So what we have done is we've just brought basically not only the farm to the table, we also brought the table back to the farm. We made sure that people were getting what they got. You know, I'm an old man. You know, my mom was 21 in December 5th in 1941, and she had the whole world ending before her on December 7th. But you know what? They still had food that was brought to the table. They st- still had people bringing that quality product. And that's what we see with this type of environment. We see it with type of you know, the modern eater by making sure people are aware of where the food comes from. We have chefs that take our product and enhance it immensely. So really what we're trying to do is just make people just realize that food is very natural, it's very good, it's very here. Just kind of invoke it, but don't get commoditized by it. He's sweeter than honey. He's very passionate about what he does. (laughs) Just like the rest of us, we really care about our food and where it comes from. That's connecting the dots, and that's Kermit Krantz at Frontier Trout Ranch. Let's hear for Kermit joining us today. How's Kermit's fish? Enjoy. Can you tell Kermit how his fish is? Tell him you like it. Thank you. Thank you, Kermit. That's what makes it all worthwhile right there in Kermit Krantz. Uh, You guys, we're going to keep this going. What I do want to do is ask, who's the beer drinkers out there? Beer drinkers, yes. I see one back there. Who's the wine drinkers? Yes. Who's the uh, spirits drinkers? (laughs) Who's drinking everything? (laughs) Yes. That's what it is. Ratio Beer Works here with us tonight. Hey, Ratio, what's happening? We'll talk to you guys. Carboy Winery, Breckenridge Distillery, all's well in the world. We'll turn up the music. We'll keep this going. That's a taste of what you guys are going to have tonight. This is the Fall Dinner Series. And Chef Scott Hibeneth, yes. (laughs) Hibeneth. Dude, sorry. All right, we are now live on the stream and welcome you guys. I just want to bring up this page here. I'm so happy when these events start because I can really start feeling the community. What we didn't do was our pre-show selfie. Dang it. We didn't. Because was... it's we do it. Uh, Eric Hyde, hey, how are you? Hey, Good hey, to Eric. see you too, Eric. Can we Thanks for having me. No, 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 no. Oh, no, he doesn't fine. need to. No. Oh, yep, sorry, sorry, you don't. Um, okay, so you're all mic'd up. Thank you. Um, just well-appointed patio. First of all, um, socially distancing, the patio, everything's done right. Not only are we showing Denver, Colorado, we're showing uh, Colorado, the United States internationally. This is how you dine right now responsibly 
well. Folks that are at their table, yes, you can take your masks off. We are dining right here at the table. Brian and I are going to be here. You're not eating. They're, out, they're outside. You're putting a mask on. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that uh, for our safety. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for that. So we're all outside. You we're guys did a great job. It's awesome. Thank to see. you, dude. Yeah. yeah, I'm proud of you, uh, Eric. Well, you guys have created this awesome space, so thank you. I mean, well, we're really happy to have you guys on board. I mean, it is a beautiful space uh, to be open for a year and to actually have our our courtyard available to do an event like this. It's fantastic. Chef Scott Hibbeneth, man. I mean, I'll tell you what. He just he, he's showing right now what a powerhouse he is. And uh, Chef out here, Chef Rebecca Weissman, it's all in the family. She's out here helping tonight as well. Just but such a wonderful chef, community. Yeah, Greg, talk yeah. about this chef for a minute, yeah. if so you So Scott, uh, Scott's a Jersey native, uh, and we met him when we opened up Angelo's. Well, I should say when we reopened up Angelo's in 2013 in that summer, uh, some friends of ours had said, hey, you should talk to Scott. He's, um, he's a talented chef. He knows a lot about Italian food. We are taking over an Italian restaurant. Angelo's was was there for 40 years when we bought it from the, the family. And we wanted to keep that Angelo's name alive and well. We wanted to keep serving that great homemade food that they were making over the years. Uh, but myself and Craig, we, we, we didn't have anyone to run the kitchen. We didn't have a direction to go in. And um, we talked to Scott just to, as a consultation. Uh, we sat out front of Pablo's Coffee Shop right next door. And, um, and the next thing you know, we're, in, we're into this conversation an hour and a half, two hours later, and we feel like we're just best friends. Like, we had this connection from the get-go. That happens. And it really don't you love that? Really, it was just it, unique. Yeah. I felt that with Brian. <laughs> First time I met Brian. <laughs> love First to hear about how you guys got started. Ever I saw your face. <laughs> Go take a bite. I want to see what you guys think. I mean, I'll tell you. I could talk while you guys First of all, yeah, please, Frontier Trout Ranch drops off the But that's what That was really cool to see him pull up with that. Do you think people recognized in that video that that was Trader Joe's across the street? <laughs> I was like, oh, there it is in the background. Timestamp. Uh, sure. Mm. Thank you. Thanks, Chef. Off the All hook. All right. Looks like I am going to join you guys. <laughs> this so is we, we were talking with, with Scott out there, and, and he really liked what the energy we had and the connection that we had, and, and, um, and we offered him a position to come on as a chef, and he did not want to take it. He wasn't. We had to talk him into it a little what bit. What was the reason behind that? He was, um, it, we, were, we were new to, to him, uh, but he's opened up some places in the past, and he's run his own restaurants in the past. So, um, you know, one, once bitten, tw twice shy kind of thing. Uh -huh. And I think that's uh, kind of where it comes down to. But he, um, he leaned on, on that fact that we got along so well right out of the gate. Yeah. We were able to communicate well. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, and he, he he decided to take a chance. I, I bet you if we would have asked him a year earlier, I would have been no. Sometimes the timing is right. Sure, and yeah. and thank goodness it didn't happen trying to convince him during COVID, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, but to keep him going, and ser seriously, you guys, I think not only did you not miss a beat, you got better, and that's what we're looking for for folks that are restaurateurs and operators. The pivot's being used a lot, but adjustments. Yeah. yeah. Adjustments yeah. were made, had to be made, and you made them. You made them decisively. And guidance is one thing, but execution's another. You guys executed flawlessly on all of your platforms. Right. right? Thanks. Yeah. yeah. And, and the two chefs that they have now? I mean, between Scott and Rebecca. So I mean, you guys, listen, I wouldn't think one, that Scott punch. would be running a pizza you know i and not any disrespect it's it's elevated it's like it's, i it's mean hilarious too that you say that because he came with the first menu that he came with 
and uh, I don't know if he can hear me talking from here, but he had some high-end dishes on that menu, and it, all of it was looking, I was like, man, salivating just thinking about what they would taste like. Uh, but it, it took a little, it took a couple years for us to establish that clientele, and we started doing dinners out of the gate, and we were just like, whoa, what have we been missing? We have a great crowd with us yeah. here tonight. Yeah. We really appreciate you joining us. Uh, just a lively crowd on the stream. I'm actually talking to Mark Antonation uh, on Messenger right now, saying, hey, man, it's not too late for you. We actually do have a miracle seat left. Do we? I don't know. I don't want to promise Mark Antonation a seat that he can't come to. But this is night four of the fall dinner series. Sold out. Great crowd. Um, just this patio, wow. this backyard. What? Come on, right? Wow. Are you getting a little bit of heat off of that? Mm -hmm. That's the, the Pueblo Chili. great, yeah. We went, <laughs> Jay Parker, I got a video of him on his birthday. So this was this last Saturday. We're leaving Pueblo. We're at the Pueblo Chili and Frijole Festival to be able to pick up. We're running around the state last week picking up food, man. I, mean, I saw that. Um, I saw. I think it was on the news where I saw that the festival was just last week, yeah. correct? Yeah. yeah. I'm glad we, to see that they put it on. We got, um, I don't know, 20 pounds, 40 pounds of unroasted peppers. Jay's, Did you do the roasting? We got the unroasted ones so the chefs could do, could do what they own. wanted with it. Uh, but here we are coming out of Pueblo. The, this is a plate liquor. Uh, do you see me not? Like, I don't want to talk. <laughs> I want to, like, it's a plate finish this. Drink it down. Absolutely. Listen, have you ever had cold right. potatoes, right. cold trout? And it was meant to be. And it's awesome. I mean, this is, like, one of the best cold salads I've ever had. This is and a that great. Sauvignon pulled it together. See, now this is the type of first dish that I really appreciate and enjoy. It brings you right into it. My taste buds are salivating right, right. now. They're working. It's fantastic. We've got great wine, great beer, great spirits. Those are the three things that I think you need for dinner, don't you? Yeah, I would agree. I love that ratios here tonight. Yeah, ratio. They've been one of my favorite breweries from the get-go. When they came out of the box, they were, they were on fire from day one. We've been, we carry them over at Angelo's. Yeah. So we're happy to, that they're here today. Yeah, ratio. We'll hear from ratio. Well, let me take a quick poll with you two guys. Are you sweet or are you savory? That's a terrible question for me. My, your, your palate, or do you lend towards sweets? Oh, well, <laughs> I guess it depends. Like just yesterday, the other morning, it was, it was either um, um, chocolate and peanut butter pancakes or, or the savory homemade breakfast burrito, and I went with savory homemade breakfast burrito. Nice, nice. Yeah, I do have a sweet tooth, though, absolutely. But this dish is nailing every ounce of savoriness that I can get. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? It's a wonderful dish. I'd like to. <coughs> Chef Scott's back there. Play. We've got the second course that's coming out. This what is a sweet or savory. Man, what time of day is it? Because at night, it's when I'm winding night. down, Ice cream is one of the things I just can't. I love some ice cream. Off of your recommendation, by the way, I, I went out and bought that so delicious. Uh, Non-dairy ice cream? Oh, my gosh. That snickerdoodle? Oh. And then I just took a thing of syrup, uh, chocolate syrup, syrup, and just poured it all. And then just, oh. I take that <laughs> snickerdoodle ice cream, and I'll get some really ripe plantains. You know, to, they're just black and then mushy on the inside. You cut those things up in slices, throw it in some, some sunflower oil at a high temperature, brown them up, put some cinnamon on that, throw it in this, boop. That's it. That sounds awesome. Here, let, let's share something. I got something for you, Greg. What is your most embarrassing sweet story? 
What do you mean? Do you like, have like a where story just, where like you know you woke where up where you killed a whole you, cake or yeah, something? Yeah, like you woke up in the morning and the <laughs> and the pint of ice cream was still in your bed. Oh man, that's and like, like you went to you went to sleep with there's, Dan or there's Jerry. There's too many or, of them. Here's what I want to do. Kitchen talk is what <laughs> I love. Um, back there, James, I want to bring up Chef uh, Scott's microphone. And Scott's going to be uh, telling us what this course is all about, and then we'll jump into the house and uh, describe it to them as well. But, uh, Chef, can you hear us? I can hear you. Oh, fantastic. Let's talk about this dish and what you guys are up to here as you're uh, cooking in this great kitchen provided by Elevation Food Service reps in the alley right here off of Logan Street and 7th. Go ahead, Chef. This is a, this is a dish that started off as going to be straight tempura mushrooms and uh, agrodolce pumpkin, but as it started to come together, it evolved a little bit, and... Um, I added another mushroom component. I took um, some shiitake mushrooms and roasted them off so they're nice and thin and crispy, kind of uh, your, your mushroom version of bacon, if you will, maybe. Um, but um, Wait, you're saying what I'm looking at is not bacon. Is not it's bacon. mushrooms. mushrooms Get out are of you it. kidding mushrooms. me? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You, you are faking me Scott, out. Scott, great yeah. job. That great job. That's a great so job. So down on the, on the base of the plate, we have a, an agro delci pump pumpkin sauce which is basically a sweet and sour I roasted pumpkin and then pureed it with some vinegar and a little bit of sugar to kind of <laughs> equal out the flavors um, uh, tempura battered oyster mushrooms yeah. from hazel dell um, the green beans have been marinated in a nice cider vinaigrette and then um, the two different kinds of mushrooms we're topping it off with some fried or not fried but dehydrated pumpkin crisps I, can I go backwards because that first day I haven't tried this dish yet. I'm sure it's equally as good. But that first dish, Chef, that yes, got sir. my palate right where I wanted it to be. My mouth is still watering. I'm ready for the second course. That was a show starter. Usually a lot of folks are going to do like a real bright, uh, you know, cold salad type of thing. What, what made you start out with that the trout on the first course? You know, I think that that's uh, the tr <laughs> It's actually, as I started to write the menu, my first idea was going to do the trout as a crudo uh -huh. and um, I thought that might freak some people out okay. so I backpedaled but I already had trout in the lead spot and then I, I just re-engineered it to be what it was in that that dish I'll tell you you knocked that out of the, out park. Of the park I mean yeah, it was like just it. wow here's what we're going to do now once you uh, finish uh, your final touches on this we're going to go off the stream uh, continue obviously on the stream but we're going to go in-house we're going to explain Look this dish colors. And then we're also going to talk to, uh, I believe, where the beans came from, and that's Petraco Farms. The beans right. are from Petraco Farms? Yep, yep. The beans are from Petraco Farms. We'll talk to Joe yeah, Petraco. We just drove past there yesterday. Did you really? Yeah, up in Brighton. Uh, yep. yep, exactly. Yeah, yep. we were there out there harvesting. And we, um, my wife and I took a drive, and um, they're doing a lot of cool fall stuff out there in Brighton. Oh, my gosh, yeah. But yeah. They, uh, they were out there in the uh, in the fields. Take that one. Look at this. this well, you know, people don't realize meal. the Colorado ag scene is super diverse. And we, I don't know if, it's not that we don't even know, we don't appreciate, but I'll tell you what, the Colorado ag scene is, Yeah. I mean, we're just lucky folks, sure I think. You know, we've got, I would agree. you know, incredible stuff on the Western Slope. The Front Range is All just the way full. Of, yeah. Okay, guys, let's jump out here. That's, uh -huh. that's the voice of Eric Hyatt, and then we're going to, uh, uh, Scott Hibbeneth is going to uh, join us out here. We're going to talk about this dish as well. So I'm going to put this headset down, and I'm going to switch headset to the microphone, and let's go out there. We're roving. Nice. Nice. Okay, Scott, we're going to walk, walk out. Let's do it. Let's do it. This dish looks okay, awesome.
When you, it looks like. Let's finish it up with some spiced pepitas. Yeah, I was kind of working with those, um, you know, those fall kind of pumpkin pepitas. I tried to use the pumpkin. I did. I got the pumpkin into this three different ways: through the seeds, the dried ones, and the sauce. Okay, okay. How was that first course, you guys? I mean, seriously. Yes, yes. Right. Nice. Chef Scott Hibbeneth is just killing it tonight, and yeah, whatever she wants. Uh, so right now. Forgot him on mic. Generally, before <laughs> the dinner, we like to do a little selfie when you guys are hangry and you want to have a drink, and it looks a little different than the end of the night. We're going to take two selfie pics. Jay's here right now. You guys, um, here it is. This is the pre-dinner selfie. Well, second course selfie. So everybody kind of, there you go. There you go. Okay. Now, wait until you see at the end of the night what this selfie looks like. It's going to. It changes. It, it really does change. All right, Ratio Beer Works is who we want to talk to right now. Do we have these gentlemen close by? Great. Here we go. All right. We're talking to right now Hunter and Jason. Is this Hunter and Jason? Who do we have? It's Jason. It's Jason. Jason. What's okay. happening? Let me give you a microphone. Ah. Okay. Thank you. Turn that microphone on. Let's get it going. Yep. Thank you. Introduce yourself. If oh, yeah. You hey, I'm Jason with Ratio Beer Works. Uh, hey, thank you. So, yeah, we're right here. We're Denver uh, founded 2015 right down in Rhino Art District on Larimer 29th. If you haven't seen us, one good thing that came out of COVID for us is we're now in cans. And so both the beers tonight that we have our Rooftops Mexican Lager and our Sparks Fly Juicy IPA are kind of our big ones that are starting to be in stores. We thought we'd do that in maybe two years, and COVID pushed us into doing it. And in a way, it's kind of been a blessing, in, uh, you know, in disguise. Can I give you one of these for the Mexican lager? Oh, yeah, thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Boy, that's just so good. Thank and you. And Ratio Beer Works, your name around here is gold. How'd you build this brand to be so awesome? Well, it took a lot. By the way, Hunter's our employee number one, and we were at different breweries before this as that AC Golden inside of Coors and learned a lot about brewing lagers really well, and took that to the craft kind of side of it. So learned a lot about lagers, obviously, from one of the biggest lager breweries in the world. So took it and said, well, what can we do on a craft level with it? So take, took that same kind of care and expertise, and then a little bit of the creativity for uh, craft brewing and having a tap room and be able to explore different flavors. Let, let me ask you to back up, though. You were inside of Coors? What, what does that mean? Yeah, so if you don't know, there is this little brewery, AC Golden. It's a separate company, and it's inside of Coors. It was our own company. There's only about five people. And we took the old 1970s German-built brew house that was a pilot system, and they're just like, we're not doing anything with it. And so basically had about five people in there able to run a whole separate company. But you've probably seen maybe Colorado Native is one of the big brews that came out of there. 100% Colorado ingredient uh, brew. Uh, tell people where you're located. So we're at 2920 Larimer, right, you know, about 10 blocks from Coors Field when they used to play baseball there. Actually, they are <laughs> playing baseball. You just can't watch it. That's right. But, yeah, so we're just right up on Larimer there. All right, now tell everybody if they take their menu into the tap room that they can have a beer. Oh, there you go. You can always have a beer. Bring your video and bring, just bring yourself in. <laughs> yeah, bring yourself in. Thank you so much, my friend. Oh, yeah. Thanks yeah, very thank much. You. Thank yeah, you. Thanks, thanks everyone. Uh, where's Ratio uh, Brewing. Chef Ibaneth, where are you? He's in the kitchen. He'll be right back. 
Uh, we're going to go to Zoom once again, and Joe Petraco. And here's Chef Hibbena. Thank you. Running around back and forth. I want to. Have you met Joe Petraco from Petraco Farm, Chef? You haven't. Okay. As this course is coming out, let's first explain what we have for this second course. So, second course. This is a tempura mushroom salad with uh, pumpkin playing a strong understudy note on this dish here. So. Uh, what we start off is with agrodolce pumpkin sauce, a little bit of sweet and sour pumpkin sauce on the plate. Um, tempura shiitake mushrooms. We have crispy shiitake mushrooms on there. Tempura oyster mushrooms, crispy shiitake mushrooms. And then there are green beans, Petraco Farms green beans that I pickled with a little bit of apple cider vinaigrette. And then it has some pepitas on there and then some um, dehydrated pumpkin as well. So, it is going to be tasty. I want to taste it because of the squash three ways and pumpkin three ways is something dear to me because of this guy right here. This is Joe Petraco. He is, Joe, are we saying fifth on you? You've got fifth generation. This farm, the Petraco family has been around over a hundred years bringing awesome food to Colorado families. Joe and his sister Julie have been fighting for years to do an organic plot. And so his dad, a few years back, gave him 40 acres and said, go play with organic. And Joe and Julie are crushing it every year. This farm stretches all the way from Brighton to Greeley. And if you can imagine, it's about 65 miles all up the, the river there. And Joe's going to tell us more. So without further ado, Joe Petraco. Hey, guys. How are you? Really well. Thanks for joining us, Joe. Yeah, let's give it up for Joe Petraco and Petraco Farms, a centennial farm. How do you even do that? Joe, I like what you got behind you. It says eat. <laughs> Say it again. It says eat behind you. I like your yeah, style. Right. I'm in the kitchen and, you know, my wife, uh, she brought me onto a whole new palette of food. Uh, She's a cook. Uh, she cooks all the time, and uh, so without her input too, uh, it's it's helped me a lot uh, transition to organic and try new things on the conventional side too. So she's uh, always watching the you know all the food channels and stuff and keeping me hip on what's cool out there in the food world. So well, this is it right here, Joe. The, this is what's cool in the food world. Joe, describe, tell people what you're growing out there at Petraco Farms. There's so many things. Oh, you know, we've always done leafy greens. Uh, we've always done leafy greens ever since, uh, like you say, over 100 years um, ago. You know, my family, being Italian immigrants, they, uh, they had lettuce seeds with them. And when they were finally uh, blessed with land and water, um, they decided to go ahead and go forward with those leafy greens and lettuces. So your regular lettuce mix. And then, uh, you know, we had some turnips and uh, we've always done turnip greens too. So uh, we've done all the leafy greens and spinach and other leafy greens for many years. But then we branched off into the green beans and sweet corn and other things as crops and farmers have tapered off. Uh, we picked up some other crops and uh, just been doing time and that kind of goes and that's kind of where we're at well and, and joe don't be shy because he does things like baby bok choy like fennel a lot of these other exotic ingredients that you just don't find in normal yeah. big big ag operations and what you do and how it's such a family unit because you truly do have 
multiple generations. We were hoping to see I your agree. mom, Sue, but then you and your brother and sister. But then you also have kids that are coming up into the farm as well, Joe. Which isn't easy. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've got another generation coming up. We've got a really good farmer up in the Greeley area working with my dad now and Tim Brown, and he's got his own little farm. But, you know, a lot of times it's just a little co-op kind of thing where we all kind of just team up together and, and use each other's talents. And, uh, team, you know, teamwork makes the business work, and like in any business, you know, if you don't have a good team working together and uh, utilizing each other's talents, then, um, you know, you don't get very far. So that's what we try also try to do is incorporate a lot of business strategies with our structure. Well, and Joe, you say little co-op. How many acres? Well, we do 3,000 acres now, but uh, more or less. Um, so, yeah, it is a lot of acres uh, irrigated. When you're talking irrigated acres, those are a lot of acres. But you know, not, not irrigated acres, it's not that. It's the daily drum. Beating the drum every single day, the farmer does not get enough appreciation. This is where we have the opportunity to give appreciation for local, our local farms and Joe Petraco. Let's hear for Petraco Farms, if you could. Yes. Joe, thank you, man. Really appreciate it. Have a good night. Enjoy. Bon appetit. Uh, 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 Chef Hibbeneth is on the, um, on the grill back. Hey, I got that. I caught that. <laughs> uh, is on the grill back here. Is everything under control, Chef? <laughs> Tell us what you got going on back there. Bring the chef's mic up. Chef, are you, can you talk to us? I can talk to you. We're doing well. We're doing well. This, this is intended, the char. This, this is intended. Yes. What are you doing back there? Um, we roll our lamb sirloins, marinated them, and then we're going to grill them up, char the outside a bit, finish them up in the oven, then slice them up for you all. Um, that looks awesome. That looks fantastic. Okay, enjoy this course. It looks like everything's... Getting cleaned up nicely. I like that. Who's the plate lickers out there? Anybody licking the plate? <laughs> I like that. These guys are my style right here. Okay, let's bring the music up. We will continue on. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe, and I love Joe to Petraco. see that smile, man. All right, who's having fun tonight? Anybody? Anybody having fun out there? Thanks. Thanks for joining us. We'll continue on with this dinner. Bring that music up, DJ. I don't even know how to describe the flavor of what we are eating right now, but what do you good. Mean? I haven't had wait, a chance wait, to wait, 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 dive Is in it like there. That? Oh like my that? gosh. Okay. How do you approach this? Just I mixed all of it together and yeah, and it just is off of the charts. Mm. Bring Eric Eric Hyatt's mic up. Mm. Where we, how, where do you start with the description of this? I right? don't know. Let's Eric Hyde. You, yours is gone. Yeah, I mean it so fast. <laughs> um, I love, I love the textures on it. So that creaminess from that, um, the, from the pumpkin puree, which I'm thinking is applesauce, but it is, it has got that, that just that really nice rich pumpkin flavor to it. And that smokiness from the, from mushroom bacon. It's so good. Oh, it's just a, it's just a very autumnal dish. When it's got the greens in there, so yeah. it's got a little brightness of a little bit of green to it. And that snap. Yeah, I mean, just. Well, and could you describe, Greg, what does that, the, the oyster mushroom temporid, like, I mean, 
part of me is like, it tastes like buttered popcorn. There's part of me that's like, <laughs> I feel like I'm at the movies. You know what? I, I didn't go there, but now I'm there. Right? You brought me there. Yeah, let me go again. <laughs> again. Um, <laughs> it's unexpected. You don't know what what's underneath that. You know? You're like, what's underneath that delicious, crispy layer? And then all of a sudden, boom. There it is. Gosh. Wow. I mean, and the, truly, the shiitake mushrooms do taste like bacon. They do. Wow. <laughs> Scott, well done. Yeah. This is uh, my time of night. Sun starts to set. You get, you know, course one, course two. A couple of libations in you. Everybody's getting greased up a little bit. And then all of a sudden, conversation starts flowing. It all makes sense. You know, you're in that crease. This business, well, the man. Dinner party. Well, I mean, listen, how many dinner services have you been through in your you right? countless, yeah. countless, thousands? Um, the key to good dinner service is flow, it continuity, is. flow. Yeah. Uh, and you can tell when your kitchen's backed up. You can tell when you're on point. You can tell when people are enjoying themselves. I start to break out in a little sweat a little bit when I start feeling negative energy from the crowd. Yeah. Tonight I'm getting all yeah. great energy. Yeah. Everything's coming out on point. And you're right though. It's it's when you go out to a dinner party or an event like this, it's it's more than just the, the flavors that you're eating on the plate. It's more than what the chefs put together yeah. and the drinks that are being in the glass. Um, it all comes together with the flow of the service. Yeah, would you say it's all five senses? Yeah, I absolutely would say five senses. Well, and one of them actually that I'm going to throw at you guys is the heart. Because I'll tell you, my favorite part tonight so far was seeing Joe Petraco smile. Uh-huh. It when is nice to see the that. the crowd was cheering Petraco Family Farms on, Joe was smiling. And that, to me, warms my heart because these guys are like those unsung heroes. No, they don't see the end result. No, ever. They don't. You know, and, and like you said, my family's been growing lettuce. That we brought the seed over from Italy, and we've been growing that lettuce for a hundred years. That just like, I mean, it's got. If you have any ounce of compassion in your heart, you just want to do everything you can for your local farmers. Yeah, to keep buying his produce. It was great to see him out there yesterday too. It was a surprise for us. You know, my wife and I were driving, and we you know, we saw the farmers out, the workers out in the fields, and they were. It was right before they took lunch, and um, and we were we were driving around, and we drove around the whole farm, and uh, just to kind of take a look and see what they were growing. There's some cool looking stuff. That, when I say cool looking stuff, I have no idea what he's growing there, but some of those plants that he's growing, they look like little little trees, like Christmas trees, but they look like herbs, like the like the greens that are growing on it. And I was just blown away by it. And so it was um, it was kind of serendipity, the serendipitous to be up there yesterday and then to see him today, you know, drive past the farm and then see his face today was great. As much as I'm enjoying um, Chef Scott Hibbenitz's delicious dinner tonight, all week long the chefs have really shown up and just given us their all and that's a great, last night with Chef Alex Seidel, it was interesting, have, have you had an opportunity, he's a neighbor of yours. Oh yeah. To fruition. Yeah. Right? Um, Big A was in here yesterday just commanding the kitchen and you see these top-notch chefs to where they're used to a curveball every night in the kitchen. Someone didn't show up, or they, you know, they've got to do expo, or they're on saute, utility players, but truly just taking it as it comes, rolling with the punches. These are when the pros and shine. And having a good time doing it. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's, it's great being neighbors with Alex. He's, uh, he's a really talented chef. You yeah. know better than I, are these two chefs having a good time back here? Oh, today? yeah. 
Yeah, no one's throwing anything. Well, Rebecca's <laughs> leaving, so maybe they're not having a good time. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, I think she quit. Well, Scott will do that to you sometimes. I, I, don't, I don't see that happening. She's they, probably running. They've been, uh, they've been longtime friends, longtime coworkers. Uh, they go back 14, 15 years. Oh, least. really? Yeah, at least. Maybe longer. Maybe longer. When they were first, you know, cutting their teeth in the, in the restaurant, the culinary scene here in Denver. Uh, they both worked for Banana at one point. That may have been where they met uh, over at, at um, right around the corner, actually, right over here. Yeah, Mizuna. Mizuna. Yep. Yeah. These, these courses are coming out um, just fast and furious. The third course, who's got the menus? Got that menu, would you, Eric? Give that to Eric. Yeah. What do we got coming up, Eric? El Regalo Ranch Goat Ragu. <laughs> this is uh, Scott's ace in the hole. Um, I like to say he has a relationship with the, with the goat farmer. It doesn't sound very good when I say it like that, but he does have a good relationship yeah. with his goat farmer. It sounds great. <laughs> Hilarious. And, yeah. And then in, in Salida, Colorado. Look who right? we have. One of my best friends in the whole wide world, Kevin Weber. Kevin. What's up, Kevin? I have a, three best friends anyone could ever have, <laughs> right? Isn't that the same? Yeah. I went to a guy who's a great friend of mine, Eric Weber, in high school. Probably no relation. I'm sure. If you and I, you know, hooked up back in the day, that was not going to happen. <laughs> oh, you get it? Because Kevin Weber and I'm Eric. I, yeah, yeah. Ah, I get it a lot. Uh, for sure. First, where did you guys meet? Here Elways. Elways. Yeah. Elways in Cherry Creek. It was 2005, yep. Funny story. Yeah. Please, be, make it embarrassing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> where, do we, where do we begin? Oh, my God. The years of, uh, yeah. Anyways, so we met at at Elway's back in 2005. He was bartending. I was waiting tables. I'm like, why is this bartender putting Oragel on everybody's <laughs> lips of their glasses in the, in the server, all the servers? I'm like, that is such a dick move, you know? And, and everyone's just going like, you know, their lips are going numb and everything like that. So I, I found it and then he had, you know, I got it from him and he had like this big jug of, I think it was like grape tang or grape Kool-Aid or and something. And vodka. And vodka. <laughs> and then he had his glass and, of water and uh, he had a straw in it. And I just emptied the whole thing into the straw and then put it all around the lift. Oh. And he comes over and he takes a big swig and he's like, oh my God, you got me. And then like he's laughing and his lips are going numb. He grabs the Kool-Aid. And it just goes all over him because he can't. You know. and then it's, the pranks we play. And we've been best friends ever since. That's right. Like, yeah. <laughs> the old origel on the glass routine. Yeah, how can I torture my coworker yeah. as much as yeah. possible? But let's see you guys break that out here. I mean, he always has a can of beer out. I here. know. Oh, you're yeah. giving please, me ideas. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> what was the scene back 2005 Elways? I mean, that was pretty popping, wasn't it? It was. And Elway was the, uh, he was like the town celebrity, at the, the city celebrity at the time. So it was a hopping place. It was open for a year at that time. Yeah. Right? It was open for a year. It opened October of 2004. Yeah. And it, they had, and I got to tell you, Tom Moxie was the, uh, he was the, the GM of the restaurant at the time. And, you know, he still is a, he's a legend yes, in, he in, is. This, yeah, he in is. the culinary scene, in the restaurant scene, rather, in Denver. And he put together an insane team. How he, I got in there, I have no idea. But they had an incredible team from the back of the house Wait, to the front of the house. I don't know. I hate to interrupt, but Jay is somehow in the bathroom right now. What he's is the Jay doing? I don't know what he's doing. Where is he right now? The caverns does, of Ivy. Does anybody recognize know. where? Is, oh, he's waving his finger. Oh, my God, Jay. I hope Jay knows that this is on. Huh? 
That's B-roll of our road trip. Okay, that's B-roll of our road trip. We got some cider. I'm so sorry to interrupt Nice, you. I like Thanks, that. Thanks, Charles Talbot like here that, with us. Charles. Another Centennial Farm um, in Palisade, Colorado joins us here tonight, Charles Talbot. It's interesting. I, um, I live blocks away from Elway's in Cherry Creek, and throughout the years and, and their summer music, what, Wednesday nights, every Wednesday oh, night. Oh, yeah. The bar, the bar is something else, but consistency, quality. What were the things that you really took away from that experience at Elway's? Uh, my experience, I was there for a year, and in that one year, I met my, my best friends that I have today to this mm-hmm. day. Ellington, who's running around here, we worked with him over there as well. Uh, a lot of the team that we work with at, at, at Angelo's and Logan Street that we brought on, Maggie O'Malley, Jason uh, Hayter, Fantino. Yeah, it's, I mean. it, the list goes on. And these are all people that all we all worked together. I was there for one year, and it was we wanted to have a good time at work. We were consummate professionals. <laughs> when you needed to be. <laughs> we needed to be. Uh, but we wanted to have a good time. And when the staff is having a good time, together and they're working towards that common goal and we did we never lost an eye on the prize and we we knew what we were there to do a good job we wanted to do give deliver that incredible food with impeccable service but we wanted to have fun doing it and i think that was the the key ingredient that was the egg in the meatball that brings it all together that you know i'll take it it a step further because tom moxie is a good friend of mine and and one of my mentors still uh, and he from day one said I'm not going to manage people it's like you manage yourselves I hired professionals to run this mm. just because your servers that's are empowering yep. and there was an empowering yeah it was an empowering thing to be, to be able to say that I don't have to go and ask for permission to do whatever I want to do to knock mm-hmm. this customer's socks off yeah. Yeah. and well, at the same yeah. token we all held each other accountable yep. for doing a good job and not screwing up and it was, it was a really impressive way to to build a team, and I don't think we lost an employee uh, other than Eric, and the first, like, really a key employee for like four or five years, and I was there for ten years. So yeah, was, but be yeah. responsible on how you show up. Yep. Yeah. You know, to, uh, yeah. you know care for yourself yeah. and know what what's expected of you. And Greg, I'll tell you, I was lucky enough to work with Tom back in the days of Rock Bottom. Look at this. Yeah. yeah. And um, and and I'll tell you, what a lot of what you're saying is was what I remember that he did there as well. Tom and Gina Day were there and now, Frank Day and that was just a different it was yep. go out and do make make these people happy. Now noodles outside. And that's it. This is not I'm sure chef wants to get this out quickly, right? That's probably <laughs> uh, what I'm guessing. What I'd like to do James if you can hear me, I'm going to tell chef we're going to bring his microphone up and chef's going to describe this dish while he's plating it so that we can get this out uh, hot and fresh for folks. So uh, chef, if you can hear me right now, and that, you. yep, Chef Scott Hibbeneth, yes. Um, chef, let's bring us up over the house, if we could. And, um, well, we got well, how much is Jorge got? We got to, you're going to, yeah, we're going to need to. Uh, <laughs> How's dinner, everybody? How's di- I feel like the Wizard of Oz. Is everything good, you guys? Great, fantastic. Um, This dish needs to come out really hot. Obviously, it's the first day of October. We're cooking in a kitchen that we've uh, built in the alley. And uh, Chef Scott Hibbeneth is going to give us the play-by-play of of what you're up to right now. Chef, what's going down in the kitchen? 
We are plating our Colorado goat ragu. This was kind of a wild card as far as the dishes that we, we the ingredients that we were asked to work with. Um, but uh, one, of, one of my vendors that I usually deal with in Farmer is a guy named Bob Stocker. He has a goat ranch down in Salida. And um, he raises boar goats, and that's a meat goat. And um, we started work with him a couple years ago, and he raises some, a beautiful product. And I really want to get a chance to showcase this. Goat is not your meat that's going to fly off the shelves in the supermarket. And it's also, you know, as, when it's on a menu, it's, it's a, a challenging sell as a chef because it really takes someone. The diners really have to have faith in you that, that you kind of know what you're going to do with, with the goat. So, Isn't that interesting as, as goat is the number one worldwide eaten meat? This yeah. True. And, and here Most we are in Colorado. in the world. Yeah. So, uh, and go, no, go, we got, we got Eric, all these. we got to finish up here. Eric Hyatt said, this is your ace in the whole dish. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, we got. Why do you figure, uh, Eric? Why do you say it's his ace in the hole? Uh, I know his relationship okay. with uh, with Bob, the the goat farmer. Uh, we've had this dish on at Angelo's for um, for a couple of years uh, pre-COVID, uh, and um, it's one of those things that uh, is Scott has fought uh, strongly to bring back. And when we do our menu reprint uh, in the next month. Uh, we're gonna, we're excited to bring this dish back onto our menu at Angelo's. So if you like it tonight, you can stop by Angelo's. Here's a little sh shameless plug. You can stop at Angelo's and pick it up this winter. Uh, it's going to come back on the menu. Uh, and it's one of our most popular dishes, served with a homemade uh, fettuccine. And um, this is it's one of those things that you could taste Scott's passion for that local product. And you know the way he the way we cook it overnight, slow roasted. Um, it's the flavors do come through, and and when it when it comes to serving goats, Scott is uh, he's a pro at it. Well, before it's hit my tongue, it has hit my nose, <laughs> and I will tell you That's what, amazing, amazing. It's almost got those childhood smells. I yeah, know, like a like the, almost like the stew when you were a kid, it's, and it's just so good. I mean, this is savory. So goat, goat. How many of you have actually had goat before? A good, good oh, portion nice. of you. Some people nice. haven't. Okay, it'll be interesting to get the feedback on this dish. I, I'm looking forward to that. All right. Uh, Shelby's joining us right now from Elevation Food Service Reps, and this is the kitchen that we have constructed out here in the uh, alley, <laughs> for the lack of better words. But Shelby, first of all, introduce yourself, would you? Well, hey, my name's Shelby. I'm with that Austin. You will be. My name's Shelby. I'm with Elevation Food Service Reps uh, right here and just up the street in Park Hill. Hi, Shelby. And, Good uh, to see you, man. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the everyone kitchen. here, and we appreciate you coming out. I don't have the luxurious career of all these wonderful ingredients, all these wonderful drinks and beverages, but I sell stainless steel and I sell plastic, um, and it's super exciting. <laughs> um, you know, with, without our... Our brands that, that are in this outdoor kitchen hooked up to propane tanks or, or commonly known as LP, um, we wouldn't be able to eat this beautiful, tasty food. So I appreciate the chefs. I appreciate everyone working tonight. Um, and what I get to do is help create and sponsor these events. And that's as simple as that. Shelby LeBlue, man, I appreciate you, it, Shelby. Yeah. Uh, Elevation Food Service reps, integral part of us pulling this off. And uh, if you were at the summer dinner series, now at the fall dinner series, you guys really help us make it happen. Can't thank you enough, Shelby. Well, we're, we appreciate to be part of it. And up and coming events, absolutely. And 
some of the, the, the recognized brands out here that, that we want to highlight is Cambro. I think Cambro with their sponsorships and also South Bend and Pitco. That's some of the equipment behind us. And also above and beyond, again, you know, what we get to do and how we uh, get through these events is we all know this, this time and, and struggle that we deal with with this pandemic, seeing people out and about, seeing smiles, I, that's just so great. And thank you for everyone that did take the time out of their night to come out and be here to support our industry. Our industry is definitely challenged right now, so we can't thank you enough. Well On, on said. behalf of everyone. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Shelby. That's thank right. You, Shelby. Um, I was asking the chefs beforehand, the Chef Scott Hibbeneth uh, rejoins us right here as he's uh, plating fast and furious. What's the strangest conditions you've ever cooked in, Chef? <laughs> this has got to be up there. Professionally? Yeah. <laughs> um, an, an oil drum in an alley somewhere? I don't know. You know, I've done, uh, I've done ranch dinners, um, camping, outside camping yeah, dinners. you name it. Yeah. Um, What's this last herb that you're putting on there? These are oregano flowers. I thought that's what it's. I could were, smell it, but I was looking at it going different. These were harvested from my garden around 8.30 this morning before I came to work. So. All right, you guys enjoy this dish. We'll bring the music Ooh. up in the house. We're going to, if you don't mind, we're going to walk around and see how you guys are doing and uh, probably turn the microphone on. So hopefully you're not shy. Is everybody taking pictures out there right now? Oh, good. I can't wait to see some of these pictures. All right, we'll continue right here. Uh, the Modern Eater. Fall this is series. Fall Dinner Series. Fall Dinner Series. That's right. We'll continue. From Scott's Garden, huh? Hey, okay. Hello, hello. We're yes, back. yes. Yeah. That's a, I love it when the headsets are on because you can really concentrate. Uh, Mallory's putting a headset on. Yeah, oh, he can put one on. I want to do this. Um, first of all, Eric Hyatt, Kevin Weber's joining us. Uh, Craig Jones. How'd you meet Craig Jones? Craig Jones and I worked at Outback Steakhouse together in Westminster, Colorado in 1994. Yeah. I'm just fresh out of New Jersey, and um, and he hired me. Him and uh, Richard Rush hired me, and he was the assistant manager back then, and uh, he was the wild child. Was he really? Oh, my goodness. Did, I, you, did you see that in him now? Do you see a little bit of wild I, and crazy? Well, I, I, I see that. I don't uh -huh. think Greg does. But well, no, I, I just see a guy that really just strives to put good people around him and make sure that they're working in, in an environment to where they can excel. And that's true. He yeah. does do that. Uh, but he is... Um, He's like one of those wild, wild stallions you see out in the field. They're just, you know, they're beautiful, and they just, mm -hmm. you know, it sounds really weird when I'm saying it. Like I don't this. know where you're going. <laughs> it's, a, it's a man. It's a man crush thing. It, it sounds know. gorgeous. But, uh, it's it's getting weird. Let's yeah. see how far it Working goes. with yeah. him, though, I mean, he was just, he, he, he's really passionate about this industry, but the first thing about him that, and that resonates me to the day I die, is that he always wants to have fun. Mm -hmm. It's always about a good time. And uh, I do remember a time we went on a trip once, and we went to the airport, and we get out of the car, and we go to go into the airport. He's like, hold on, guys. He pulls out a bottle of Patron, uh -huh. and he opens it. It's a full bottle. Yeah. We have to finish this before we go into the airport. <laughs> we're on the curb of the air at the airport, and we're all taking turns doing it. And then 
unleashed into the How night. many were in the oh, car? Yeah, there's six of us. That's a okay. great So we did drink responsibly. responsibly. As we get to know. As we get well, to, you weren't flying the plane. As we get to know your team and, and just seeing what you guys assemble, and, and Kevin Weber joins us back on the stream as well. I want you guys to introduce this gal. I just think the world of her, she works so hard, keeps her nose down. It, everybody loves her. But I want a proper introduction because I feel it's very important. So Mallory was one of the first. I was going to fight you for it, yeah. but I'm going to let you <laughs> yeah. do it because you hired her I'll first. start. But, yeah, Mallory is one of the first employees that we hired over at Angelo's. And um, I was cleaning the, the, uh, the stained glass windows in the front. She was walking her dog. And she just stopped, and she's like, hey, how you doing? And so, you know, and I look down, I see Mallory there with her beautiful blue eyes and just smiling away. And we just started talking, and, um, and she's like, hey, I'm looking for a job. And the next thing you know, we interviewed, and, and she was hired. And she was the best hire that we've made in this company, <laughs> hands down, from the wow. day you started. That's Thank job you. security Thank right you. there. Yeah. Wow, Mallory. She works wow. hard. She is so sweet and great to work with. Um, she's kind. She's genuine. And um, yeah, just an amazing person all around. So, Eric, I don't know whether you know this, but Mallory shared with us before tonight that she's actually accepted a job in another state. <laughs> she's going to be moving away. Well, no! I'm going to sell all my shares in this company on out. <laughs> Mallory, it's good to thank. First of all, thanks for being here. Absolutely. Um, th this past week, what's it been like to you as these weirdos come in here with the fall dinner series, and here we are doing kind of a dinner show. Um, much needed kind of right now. Absolutely, absolutely. I was just saying that now that it's the fourth day, I feel that it's been extremely smooth. And I'm like, maybe we should just do another week of this. You know, next week. <laughs> like, we've got it down. Everybody's happy and yes. having a good time. And the weather's great. So uh, it's, been, it's been very fun um, doing this for the company for eight years. Uh -huh. um, it's eight years. I know. Right. It goes fast. It's great to, I don't know, COVID changed a little bit of my job for me. Sure. Um, so getting back into events and seeing everybody happy and getting to work with Chef Scott, who I've also worked with since day one, has been very special. So. Mm -hmm. Well, Mallory, in these four days, you have definitely created made an impression a, a, on a, yeah, a, sure. a spot you. in my heart yeah. because you just. So every single day, right here. there's something thrown at us. Right. Yes. I mean, that this is the business. <laughs> Absolutely. Is, so whether it's like, OK, we need to move a table or we don't have enough or we remove one or bring it back or this guest needs this. That's what the business is about. Right. Mm -hmm. To be able to be malleable or pliable or be able to just bend. Absolutely. Uh, you're great at doing that. And we looked at each other as a guest um, request today. It was like, OK, well, we change what we do. Right. That, you're used to that, aren't you? Yes. You have to just it. Nothing you know surprises me anymore in a good way and you just kind of it's almost a challenge every event sure. that we have you know you have to know that something is going to be thrown at you yep. and you have to know just don't take it too seriously and everyone's here to have a good time and i used to stress out you know i still do yeah. you know a good amount but i've i've learned a lot to just you know go with the flow and it'll work out gonna happen. Yeah. And one of the things that i've known from you from day one is that it comes from here mm -hmm. and that's what it that's what means the world to me yes have you on this team it comes from your heart well and scott you can see that or eric i'm sorry you can see that because of the fact that she cares yeah. i mean she cares in a way that's like so it stresses her out yeah but you know why because she wants it to be right for right. people around right yes. and good yes. i don't know kevin you've worked with this gal for a little while yeah yeah she was my favorite <laughs> wednesday nights mallory and i behind the bar at angelo's was 
It was always my favorite. Oh my but god, I missed out on it. Oh my god, that was my favorite. I need that in my life. Yeah, oh my god. We just had a great time on Wednesday nights. No, but uh, just echoing what Eric said, I would say Mallory is a sniper. She's the one that just, you know, it's like up in the tower just making, like, she's the calming hand for Silent the killer. Too. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> she get you. But she's a calming hand for the whole organization because she, her demeanor, her approach to things, the passion that she puts behind it. Yeah. Um, you know, the intangibles mean so much in a lot of industries, but in the restaurant industry and in a, a growing business, when you've got people wearing many hats and running around with their heads cut off in four locations in four years, it, and then there's this calming presence over here that you just want to wrap up and give a hug to, and it, it lets you know that everything's okay. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah, and that's that's what she brings. So I'm sure you've seen this quite a bit, but community and local and keeping your money local and supporting each other and whether, you know, we I think the one thing COVID did was it exposed the chain. And the chain is like, how do you get great products into the restaurant's hands? And how do you keep this this circle complete? And, and it broke off for a little while there. And the Modern Eater, what we've wanted to do is just really complete that circle. So what you've been seeing this past week with the fall dinner series and then summer dinner series before that is having the purveyors, the ranchers, the farmers, the brewers, the distillers, the winemakers, everybody come together, connect with the chef, and then come back to the guests. That's the full circle, and that's what we've really wanted to bring the, the whole time to our community. I love how yeah. you have the uh, the guys that can't be here today, right. and they're doing their you know Zoom in, and you're getting to see them in their kitchen. Well, and, Eric, it's about connecting community, yeah. and that's what I would say is really what this is, has really been a culmination of is as we go out on these road trips and really we're connecting the state and all of the farmers, distillers, brewers. You guys are doing. And then we get to connect right here is like the final culmination of it all. Here's because my now it's stuff. the community right yeah. here in front of us. Kitchen stuff. You guys stay right there because we're not ready to expo this yet. But um, James, could you bring the chef's mic up? And we're still on the stream. Thank you guys for joining us. This is day four. Um, chef Scott Hibbeneth here with us. Uh, chef, we're going to bring your microphone up. Hey, chef, we got you on right now. We want to do a little bit of a, a little bit of play-by-play with you if we can hear you. The main course is good? coming out. Oh yeah, you're good. Yep, this is Harper Feeder's lamb out of Eaton, Colorado, up north here. And uh, I don't know. First of all, what do you think of the lamb? The lamb is beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, it's um, it looks. I, awesome. I took the lamb sirloins. We rolled them, marinated them, and it just. I'm sure you saw the fire on the Yeah, I was like, how in the world is this so damn juicy? And everything was on fire back there, but that was a controlled burn, wasn't it? It was a controlled burn. Yeah, the fire service could use my services on that aspect right there. I like that. So let the the folks at home, and we've got Jay on the roaming camera, just describe this course for us, if you would. So we roasted roasted and finished in the oven the lamb sirloin, um, sweet uh, sweet onion flan, uh, my apologies, I don't remember the name of the onion farm, but um, heirloom Petraco, tomatoes. Petraco Farms. Petraco Farms. Yep. And then we finished it off with a little bit of our, with just the demi-glaze as well. They just kind of bring everything together. Mm, my God. It looks, but these are Rocky Mountain Fresh heirloom tomatoes. They are. Yeah. And then you've got the, the, the sweet onion flan, and I'm excited to try that because. Mm-hmm. Everything's been yeah. bomb, chef. I mean, off the it. hook. 
bomb. This Mallory, got, have you been able to eat any of this? This lamb's got kind of a I big have, fat cap on it. But. This tonight, we've been able to try a little bit of everything, so it's been amazing. Do you have an end there that I can try? You can help yourself to. I know, doesn't that just. I just want to try a little. Oh, a little end. I wanted to see it. Put it on a stick on the fork and just eat yeah. it like a lollipop. Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me try that. It looks so good, folks. You can't see this. Oh, and look at that juicy that fat, and I'll so go good. for that with lamb. Delish. Looks good. I feel like Mallory never gets to eat. Are you going to take off with that? Let's get oh. Mallory. Thank you so much. One piece come, for plate, Coming please. at you. There's a nice spoonful. Go for it. <laughs> You're such a good sport. She had no idea we were going to pull her in on the stream tonight. <laughs> If you do, kind of fun, though, isn't it? Do you want to hide that? You don't have to eat it. I, you know, I would love to, but I'm, I'm the worst person to hand over lamb to because I actually don't eat lamb. But it <laughs> oh, smells amazing. So sad. Like, can I feed you? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, Kevin. There you go, Kevin. There we go. Kevin Weber. Don't knock over my And so, Mallory, <laughs> what is it about you lamb you don't like? Oh, just... Probably pescatarian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. So I did eat the trout. The trout was phenomenal. I think I'm going to turn to that for a little while. <laughs> a pescatarian? Yeah. The tuna crudo. The tuna crudo is my favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The finer things club. The salmon and risotto. Amazing. Yeah. Are you a beer, wine, or spirit drinker? A little bit of everything. I have recently been able to work in the winery a lot more, so mm -hmm. I think my, my wine knowledge, I was a little intimidated previously by wine in general. Me too. Um, Absolutely, and it can be. Yeah. But working with Kevin and Jason, okay. it's been nice to, Are you ready to run? casually talk about ready wine and learn yeah. about it. And I was just telling Kevin that ready to run? the table had asked me the difference between all three, and I was confident and happy to be able to talk about it. And really, all right, you know, we are ready to run some food. So right now I can say wine. <laughs> nice, nice. Yes. And and red or white? Red. So you like that 59er I that I've been just... Everybody loves it. Oh, my gosh. It's delicious. Yeah. Is it bad? Like, I want to take a bottle to bed with a nipple? Why? why is no, that like... No. I, every night, <laughs> no. I'll, I'll fall asleep with a glass in hand. Where did the 59 come from? 59 was... When we first came up with the name Carboy, we were looking at um, where Carboys were used in history. In obvious you are Europe, welcome. But I was like, they had to have used Carboys in the 1800s in Colorado during the gold rush. So I did a little digging, and I found that they were making moonshine out of the big 10-gallon Carboy jugs. And the big gold rush in Colorado was 1859. They called them 59ers. And so we, uh, we decided we were going to call it VIN 59. We were pioneering a new thing with Carboy, and we wanted to pay tribute to those pioneers. It just kind of it just kind of fit, and then it was ironic. A year later, we ended up buying the gold pan, which has been around since that time. So it just kind of all organically came. I just together. got reprimanded by Ellington for this not remembering to face. It's a great coaching. segue, Kevin, because we're going to talk about Carboy with our guest here. Did, right he now. knew I did. And he was just and, trying uh, to give me a hard time. Chef Scott, we're going to have him describe this course. So we're going to jump over to these microphones, if you could. Thank you, Mallory. Thank you it was guys. so great having Absolutely. you on the street. Absolutely, so great to work with you. Thank you, Mallory. Class act. All right, we're going to... Okay, okay, you guys. Uh, how's dinner so far? Please tell me it's okay. Yes. Yes. Nice. Uh, Chef Scott Hibbeneth is killing it. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Chef, uh, is your microphone on, sir? I don't know. Is it on? Yes, it is. 
Okay, this course is coming out. We'll bring the music down. We'll talk about this course. All right, main course. It's always the most important course. You want to have the impression this is Harper Feeder's Lamb out of Eaton, Colorado. Uh, a lot going on in this dish. Could Just begin. What, what are we looking at here? So the Harper, Harper's Feeder's Lamb. We, had, we went with lamb sirloins. I, t I rolled them up and tied them, made them into a nice cylinder, and then put them on the grill back there. They were, well, actually, they were marinated with rosemary, oregano, garlic, salt, pepper, oil, threw them on the grill and almost torched them so the outside got charred up pretty good. Finished them in the oven, sliced them, uh, served with some fresh heirloom tomatoes, Colorado proud heirloom tomatoes, um, a sweet onion flan, so custard onions in there, and then the lamb and then the demi-glaze as well. So didn't really, these ingredients work pretty well on their own. I didn't have to do too much, so. Um, mm. Just organize them on the plate and set them out in front of you. Well, that's all I really had to do for this dish, so enjoy. Nice. Thank you, Chef. It is awesome. And, hey, one thing about this lamb, folks, this was all raised, born and raised on the western slope. It's brought <laughs> down to Denver in the front range to fatten up. And, um, and then it's on your plate that fast. And um, I got to tell you, we got to thank Mike Harper from Harper Feeders up north, right just north of Greeley, for bringing all this and making this happen. So thank you, Mike. And I'm just curious how this tastes. It, yeah, how does it taste? Pretty good? Yes, perfect. That's fantastic. A lot of times ingredients, and you know, locally here, we want the ingredients that speak for themselves. When you get good proteins, Chef, that's exactly what you're looking to do, isn't it? It's true. It's true. I mean, it, it, if you have good product to start with, mm -hmm. you have to treat it poorly to screw it up. <laughs> yeah. And um, so if you, I mean, if you're starting with great things like these tomatoes are awesome, the lamb's awesome, um, the onions were awesome, and that's that's a funny thing because onions are kind of like the um, they're like the drummer of the of the food world that you can't you can't live without them. But no one's like, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm going home with the drummer tonight. Sorry. <laughs> they, uh, they wow, are that the was the best analogy <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. That was so good. Uh, are you a wine drinker? I am a wine drinker. Yeah, carboy yeah. in your backyard here. Um, you guys are getting to know the family here, Logan Street and Carboy and Angelo's where you hail. Um, this gentleman right here and wine, Kevin Weber and Carboy. Let's hear it for Carboy and Kevin Weber. We're yeah. going to talk a little wine right now. Say something nice about this gent right here. About Kevin Weber? Yeah. This guy, he's got, he's got a vision that, um, you know, as the chef, I kind of, phase in and out, you know, into the meetings and stuff like that. And Kevin has got his finger on the pulse and keeps pushing things forward and making Carboy great. And, um, you know, at first, when we first started up, I was like, you know what, we're all equal parts in this. And then I realized that, you know, like, it takes someone like Kevin to push us forward. And at that point, I was like, I'm willing to just hitch on to this and ride it out because um, he's, he's got more knowledge and more ability to get that wine out to everybody than I do with my food. You know, I can, I can make a dinner and serve, you know, 40, 50 people. Everybody goes home happy. He's got, an, he's got an ability to get this wine to everybody. And then in return, they come back and see us at the winery. So, I mean, wow. um, I, it's, it's one of those things, like, I can't, what, what I do for the winery would not, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't even matter unless we had Kevin out there, you know, every single day, bringing more and more people to the winery and making more and more people know what Carboy is and what we do here in Colorado, so. I could never do Appreciate an introduction it. like that. That was fantastic. Thanks. Kevin Weber, Thanks, right? Scott. I mean, that's all you really need in life is to have your 
you know, colleagues talk nicely about you. I'm done. I'm done. I don't need to. Yeah. What What else do you do after that? But Carboy, talk about Carboy for the folks. I have a feeling everybody's very well acquainted. But I, I want to reaffirm. It's like you talk about Colorado wine. And you go, oh, what? Carboy is cutting yeah. that trail. You guys are doing the right things. You're using Colorado grapes as well as other grapes. But the emphasis is on Colorado wine and building that up to be the brand that it is right now and exciting things. Maybe you'll tell us a secret. I don't uh, know. Yeah. But Carboy, talk about Carboy, please. Yeah, and, and thank you, Scott, because that uh, your vision, you know, having a vision is great. But if other people don't see what you see, then and you're not able to, to convey that, then then it doesn't matter. So it takes a team to make this all happen, and everybody's everybody's equal in making this successful. And and the the vision that we all collectively had was was to make Colorado, you know, known for wine in a place where it's been known for beer. And it was a challenge, and it was a fun challenge to start off with. And, and I would be lying if I said that when I, when I hedged my bet that we could make the best wine in Colorado, that I knew for a fact we were going to do it, that I, I'd be lying. But I would just have felt it, and I, you know, just the same way he's passionate about the ingredients and the farmers and everybody that, that goes into making this a great community, like yeah. I said last night. We want to take that same approach with Colorado Viticulture and really put Colorado on the map and focus on what get the possibilities are. And you see what's happening in California with the wildfires. And there's just such a huge opportunity Colorado has right now to just see some market share by just showing up and saying, look at this innovative adventure that we can provide as a Colorado wine as a whole. So um, it's very exciting. You know, and we, three locations in three years, uh, we've landed some 90-point scores, some 89s, and wine enthusiasts, and now we're buying our own vineyard. So, Did you hear that? Yes, yes. Buying their own vineyard. Yeah. So we, we, we went under contract last week. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that, but it's going to be very, very exciting. It kind of brings everything full circle for us, thinking about where we started back in 2016, and now, now we have a vineyard. And I could still you know, remember conversations I had with Craig about you know, where are we going? And then seeing where we are right now, it has really been a collective vision of how we got here. And it's, are it's you just, on track? We're on track. Oh, we're, above to, we're, we're above the track. It's, Woo! Yes. It's, uh, it's exciting. I hope everybody's enjoying the wine. Yeah. What's your favorite carboy wine? Well, my, my man, to put you, know you what? on the spot. I know. It's tough. They're, they're like what's children. your favorite child? Yeah, Tell exactly. Us. Your what's favorite you? child. Like, um, well, I know your favorite carboy wine. Oh, yes, of course, the 59er, man. I'm all about yeah, that. The 59. Am, the yeah, the 59er. The 59er rocks. The funny story world. about 59 was, um, and we were just talking about this um, on air, was, was we named 59 after the 1859 Colorado Gold Rush. They were pioneers that kind of, you know, and they were using carboys back in, the, back in those days. And, and so we called it, you know, VIN 59. But in the beginning, it was all California product that was going in there. And it just geographically and viticulturally just didn't make sense. So when we made our commitment to really embrace Colorado viticulture and increase our harvest tonnage, you know, from 15 tons to 58 tons, so 135 tons, it said, guys, it's time to rechristen 59 for what it should be, which is a Colorado blend. And it's, and it's dynamite. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a right yes. bank Bordeaux yes. blend. Yes. And, it's, and it just, yeah, it's pow, right in the kisser. Yeah. Well, you and know, that's what you guys have Colorado, done. Yeah. You guys, Colorado, it's, you brought Colorado wine and really put it on the map. Yeah, you know, we met with the wine enthusiast team in Littleton uh, last year, and they asked me. They said, "What do you guys want? What do you guys want?" And I said, "I want to get Colorado out of the other U.S. category. Like when Colorado has arrived, when they have its own section in, in your buyer's guide." Mm -hmm. 
and that happened in this August. And it wasn't just us, it was a lot of great wineries, Buckle Family, Storm Cellar, Snowy Peaks, there's some really great winemakers in Colorado, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a tide that raises all boats, and we're just doing our part to raise that tide as high as it can go. Yeah, we're proud, we're honored, it's very humbling, but Carboy Winery partners with us, this is what makes our community so great. Kevin Weber and Carboy Winery. Yes, 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 yes. This is why we're here, and thank you. This doesn't mean anything if we're, you guys aren't sharing it with us. The community isn't just us doing it. Uh, you guys appreciating and coming back, so thank you. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. How's dinner, everybody? As promised. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, we'll bring the music back up. Nobody's, I think it's a perfect night. Look at it. It's great out. The gorgeous, first gorgeous. night of October. How are the Broncos doing? Does anybody know? 10-10? Oh, my goodness. We need 21 points. All right. <laughs> Keep eating. We'll check back with you in just a little bit. Glad you're here with us tonight. Okay, okay, okay. It is dessert time. How was the main course, you guys? Did you enjoy that? How was the main course, you guys? Did you enjoy that? Yes. We only have about 15 more minutes of making noise, and that, so we have to concentrate on our noise and make sure we have good noise, this positive energy. Okay, the main course is coming out. Where's Chef Scott? Wait, and he misspoke because he said main course, but to him because it's dessert time, and he knows I that that's it. my main course. <laughs> okay, um, we have with us, this is a treat, Charles Talbot and Talbot Farms. Who's heard of Talbot Farms here in Colorado. It's an institution. Yep, 113 years old. Let's introduce him now. Charles Talbot, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing tonight? Give us a little bit about Talbot Farms. We just mentioned a Centennial Farm, Palisade, Colorado, but talk about the farm for a minute right. if you would. Yeah, so my name is Charles Talbot. I'm a sixth generation uh, peach farmer in Palisade, Colorado. We've been farming for 113 years. Uh, today at our current family farm, we still have three generations working there. Uh, my grandpa, his three brothers, and then my brother and myself. Um, pretty uh, crazy farm over there. <laughs> well, we're, and tell them more because you started with things like apples and pears and peaches, but now you just poured me something that's very special. Hey, that better not be. Yes, my we cider broke box. into Greg's cider box, <laughs> Damn it, and Brian. he said, "Hey, Greg has been talking about he wanted cider, but I haven't seen him drink one." Hands and, off! And I said, "Listen, break it open, crack one. I will try one of those semi-sweet ciders." And wait, here, should I try it and say, "Hot damn"? <laughs> 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 Greg, this one's beautiful. Wait, were you going to say hot damn or no? Hot ah, damn. Yeah. <laughs> hot damn. All right, good ingredients speak for themselves. And Chef Scott back there in the kitchen right now. We've got dessert out. Come on out here. First of all, uh, Scott Hibbeneth, let's hear it for him, would you? Hey. Yep, yep. Working really hard. Great ingredients. Dessert's coming out. Describe the dessert for the folks right now. So I took the, um, the pears. We caramelized the pears. I uh, did a vanilla semifredo. It's um, an Italian-type dessert. Uh, semifredo actually means half-frozen, um, more or less a frozen mousse. Um, then, again, I, I put the pears back into the dish. I did pear chips. And then what the, um, the crumble on there is with bone arrow cornmeal. It's bone arrow, right? Bone yes, arrow cornmeal. Yes, yes. Um, and then uh, the syrup on there, this is a special little treat. 
Um, just the other day, I spent most of my time down in Littleton at the winery, and I was working with Ty Zock the other day, and he's our winemaker, if, if, for those of you who aren't familiar. He had just pressed the Riesling from, the Grand, from Grand Valley, and I took a gallon of the Riesling juice, fresh pressed, cooked it down, and reduced it until it becomes this syrup on there. It's known as Mostacotto. It's an Italian specialty or condiment, if you will. Um, pre it, this predates the, the, the times of commercially in, um, available sugars and honeys and stuff like that. This was a way to you know, create a sweetener made from your grape juice. So um, that's, I guess that's the components of that dish right there. So pears with semifredo, Mostacotto, and bow and arrow cornmeal crumble. Mm, all Colorado. So yes. from the farm to the chef, completing that circle, guys, this, this means a lot to be yeah. in the same room. It's very cool. Farmer Absolutely. to the chef. Uh, you guys, okay. We well, Greg, could I throw one more in there? Please. You know who else brought that dairy? Is a local dairy called Royal Crest Dairy. And so when we say this is so local, folks, I mean, I don't know if you realize every single one of these dishes that was made for you tonight was probably, if not 100%, 95%, all ingredients that came within 200 miles of this restaurant. And that is something huge. You will not get that in town right now. And Brian, I got to tell you, with Royal Quest Dairy, uh, back in the 1980s when my uh, father started the uh, cider mill, he started the cider mill in 1983, and in 1984, Royal Crest was one of his very first accounts. Wow. I love it. I love it. Small world. You guys, uh, one of the things about these dinners that I think is really special, and I want you to do me a favor, a personal favor, because let's hear it for the staff at Logan Street and Carboy that have been serving you here tonight. I mean, beyond belief, and here's the favor that I'm asking you. We left gratuity off of the price for the dinner tonight for a reason. It's tough being in service industry right now. I want you to impress these guys, I'm extra impress them. They are waiting on you. You don't have a mask on. They do, for your protection. This is one of the only professions that they're asked to be unprotected and come serve you. How awesome is that? Let's show our appreciation tonight. You're going to get a zero tab that will come by. Tip however you feel. What I would feel is to go above and beyond. That's my uh, ask for you guys, is to take care of this staff beyond belief. Make their nights so happy that they walk away going, oh my God, this is the reason why I'm in this business. Take care of these guys. It would really mean a lot. Again, for Logan Street and Carboy, these guys are just doing everything they can. I want to hear it for them once again. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, before the dinner tonight, we said to you, we're going to take a before dinner selfie, but now this is, when, this is when it all becomes complete. This is when the connection happens. We promised you a night of community. We promised you a night of local. We promised you a night of, of purveyors that are local. And this is the time to where we really want to show appreciation for this chef right here, Chef Scott Hibernate. Yes. Hibernate. Do it. Right. I did that do on it. purpose. Did it. Please, everybody, let's show that appreciation. Chef Scott, he worked so hard for us. Let's yes. Hear it for yes, us. yes, yes, yes. Woohoo. Here's this selfie. selfie. You come up front, young man. All right. No, no, nobody's going to get up. You, you can lean in. Do something interesting lean with in. your hands, though. That's the most important part. So as we take this selfie, put your hands up. This is the end of the night. It's coming here. And we appreciate you being here for this dinner. Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. 
you guys, let's hear it for you being here tonight. I hope that it was very complete for you. Did you enjoy your dinner? Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for Chef Scott, for his staff. Tomorrow night, Chef Rebecca Weissman. Like She's like super batting cleanup. Uh, who's going to be here for Chef Rebecca's dinner tomorrow night? Is there anybody going to be here tomorrow anybody, night? Anybody, anybody, anybody? Yes. yes. I like that. All right. So for our staff, Jay Parker, where are you at? Jay Parker, James, DJ, man, Dave Avery, thank you for, so much for everything that you do. Eric Hyatt, Charles Talbot. All the farms. These guys, all the farms, all the ranchers, brewers, distilleries. We can't thank you enough. Brian Freeman. You're doing great work. Greg Hollenbeck, thank you for creating the Modern Eater Eric, and making I, all this happen, babe. This is great. One last uh, for you guys. Let's hear it for you guys coming out tonight. This is it. We will continue. Please come back. Thank you. Thank we you. Thank it. you. The Modern Eater continues. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah,